Yeah, I think it's a good way of putting it. It's really um, centered around how do I surround myself with as many smart, creative people as possible. Hey, friend, it's David Dubinsky here in New York City. So excited for this conversation with Tom Guthrie. Tom is the founder of One Job, a newsletter that helps people find great jobs. This is how we met, actually. I was a subscriber, and he kindly responded to my emails, and it's an honor to chat with him here on the podcast. Uh, you'll learn about the journey of One Job and how he turned it into a paid product, about chief of staff roles. You'll also learn about how he launched a new career development product and community called Propel. Tom is also an investor and is currently getting his MBA at Columbia. As always, this episode with Timestamp Notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There, you can also subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away that includes projects and opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Tom. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, David. Really appreciate you having me. Yeah. So uh, I want to start with newsletters. Okay. I learned about a lot of your work through one job. And just would be curious as to how you kind of got started with newsletters and uh, kind of what you think about newsletters as a way to uh, develop a career. Yeah, definitely. Um, newsletters are all the rage now. Uh, when I was starting, I, I like to think I, I got there a little bit before it was cool. Not much, but maybe just a little bit. Um, and my newsletter habit is, is pretty well entrenched at this point. I, I probably subscribe to 60 or 70 of them. And that's partially just kind of research for a newsletter, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but also because I just think it's a good way to consume information. You know, if, if somebody's committing to writing something on a regular schedule and you're allowing them into your inbox, I think it's, uh, you have more of a guarantee of quality than you would, uh, than you do through some other media. So that's kind of uh, just more generally, but in spe- specifically with one job, um, basically came out of personal experience. So I knew that I wanted to start a company one day and thought that the best way to learn how to do that would be to apprentice under a really talented founder, learn, learn the ropes. And this like chief of staff job kind of caught my eye. Um, there weren't that many of them when, when I was looking. Uh, this is before it got to be kind of a, a hot title. Um, and so just did a lot of networking and found my way into a meeting with the CEO of Capsule, um, the digital pharmacy startup in New York, basically pitched him on having me join the company in that role and then joined when there were about 15 people. And almost immediately after I changed my title on LinkedIn, people started reaching out to me saying, Hey, how do I get a job like yours? And this is before I had any idea like how to do the job itself. So you know, I, I, I let myself settle in for a week or two. And then I really just started connecting the, the most talented ones that reach out with founders that I knew that were looking to hire. That list grew and it grew to a point where I like was just sending so many individual emails that it made more sense to bundle them together into a newsletter. And um, I had always kind of used jobs, job listings, job postings as a way to get a, a pulse of the market. Um, see which companies were hiring, which is usually a good sign for the uh, shape that they're in. See kind of what t- what job functions were picking up, which ones were trending down. And I thought that there was an opportunity for a kind of more focused jobs newsletter that was unlike the email digest that you get from LinkedIn or Glassdoor, just like lots of random jobs that may or may not be useful, no explanation. And so I really approached it from, can we make 
the job posting uh, content that people will be excited to see in their inbox that feels curated, that feels like a friend is helping you out with your job search. They know you really well. They're finding the best opportunities and then they're helping you get the job too. So for, I don't know, maybe a year or so, I kind of sent those irregularly whenever an opportunity would cross my desk. And it's called one job because the format's literally one job per email. You know, founders will reach out to me when they want to hire somebody. I'll decide if it's a good job for the, the community uh, write some reasons why it's good, put some color in there, throw some terrible dad jokes on top and, um, and hit send. And yeah, so that's, that's what it became. And, and it really started picking up when I, uh, started sending it regularly three times a week. That's when the subscriber growth kind of hit that, uh, hockey stick. Um, and now it's over 3000 subscribers. I added a paid option at the beginning of the year. It's making kind of five figures in, in, in annual revenue. And it's been a really great channel for me to meet a lot of interesting people, uh, meet a lot of founders as well, and kind of jumpstart some of the other projects that I've, I've been working on as well. So the one job turned into be the one job for you. <laughs> yeah, You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brilliant branding, by the way. Um, yeah, Thank it, you. If nobody hasn't said it. Uh, I, I'm happy to be the millionth person to say uh, brilliant branding, one job. And also thanks for the work. It's, uh, it's really incredible. And I think it does really highlight really unique, great jobs. And I appreciate that. I think that that's another part. Uh, it's the high signal too. Another interesting point that you said there too, was around this idea of um, how a newsletter helped you and also that you really like enjoying newsletters. So it sounds also like you're saying, if somebody has an idea or wants to create a newsletter, they should do it. They should do it with some caveats. Um, I think there are newsletters and then there are newsletters. And I think as a vehicle for creating a content channel between you and people who are interested in what you have to say, it's a great, great thing to do. Um, as, a, uh, as a personal branding mechanism, it can be a very strong thing to start. But there are other channels that work well. And those also are often channels where you don't have to commit to sending something on a regular cadence. And most newsletters are most successful newsletters are ones that are like products in that they they deliver consistent value over time. They you know land in your inbox at the same time each week or each day, and they follow some kind of set format, right? You know that's a lot to commit to. Like I I have to block out calendar in my uh, block out time in my calendar every every week to put these together to um, it's always on my mind. I send out four, four editions and then I have another kind of healthcare focused one that I send as well. So five times a week I'm sending a newsletter and that's, you know, a non-trivial amount of work. So there, I would say, yes, I totally agree with you that newsletters can be a great channel. Um, I think the, the under the thing underlying that is that if you have something to say or you want to get feedback on how you think, then publishing things online is a great way to do that. Um, it's scary, but it's a great way to do that. And it's a great way to make connections, as, as you know. Mm. And it also seems like you've been doing a lot of projects and stuff while you were also getting your MBA. Um, so maybe speak to that that dynamic of, you know, sometimes people think, I'm, I only have this job and I only can only do this thing, or I'm only in school and I can only do this thing. Uh, can maybe talk to talk to us about that? Yeah, I think... I'm not sure whether this is a strength or a failing or a failing that I've turned into a strength, but I, I like to have multiple things going on 
at all times. And, you know, that's, it really gets to the portfolio career concept, I think. So I, I started one job while I was working at Capsule. I was there for two and a half years. And then I had worked at startups since I graduated from college and wanted to have a firmer grasp of some business fundamentals and kind of explore what came next. Uh, and business school seemed like a good avenue to do those things. So I've been treating business school uh, like, so I just finished my first year at Columbia, starting my second year um, as a platform to do things that I want to do. So go to classes most of the time, but the main things that I do are you know, work on my businesses, connect with people, invest, and treat it as, as, uh, as a set of resources that I can access rather than a set path that I have to go down. And I think that the, you can do, you can be successful with business school going either route. Uh, there's certainly people who, you know, know that they want to go into consulting or know that they want to go into banking after business school. And it's a great vehicle for that. But it's also an incredible set of resources that if you tap into it in the right way, it can change your career for the better and give you lots of different avenues to pursue. I love that. Thinking about it resources as opposed to paths. That's really unique. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes down to having a really firm idea in your mind of what you want your future to look like. Um, and that's tough. I think a lot of that changes for a lot of people. It's certainly changed for me, but at the end of the day, I, um, I know roughly the kind of life that I want to create for myself and for my family. And so to, to find ways to make that happen is what I try to do every day. And that's a combination of investing, combination of writing, combination of building kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's a good way of putting it. It's really um, centered around how do I surround myself with as many smart, creative people as possible, find some way to, to make money uh, and build something of value. Uh, I think that's important. You have to pay rent and have an impact on those smart, creative, ambitious people's lives, um, but then also and this may sound cheesy, but kind of on the world more broadly. And so the things that I've done, uh, that the projects and companies I've, I've started so far are all kind of centered around that mission. And when you were building the one job community, um, and I believe I, I remember in like in the beginning, you would try to uh, touch base with as many people as possible. Um, and I thought that was just really generous and incredible of you. What was some of the common themes that, uh, for this type of certain audience or a certain community of, you know, type A, high achievers, you know, what, what, what were some of the things that were constantly coming up for people as they were, you know, trying to find that one job or <laughs> that chief of staff role? Or, yeah. Yeah. I think there were a few things that were surprising. And, and one of the reasons that I did what you referred to, which was every time somebody subscribed, I would send them an email personally thanking them for subscribing and then asking if they wanted to hop on a phone call. Um, and that was, you know, there's a little bit of altruism there, um, but it was also selfish. I wanted to learn about them, learn about my subscribers, see if I knew of any opportunities that would be helpful to them right away. And that was a great vehicle for me to kind of get a better understanding of my audience. And so what it came down to was the core audience was um, made up of people who were three to 10 years out of, out of school they had uh, gone to great undergrad institutions, usually. They had gotten some of the most prestigious jobs out there, or they had gone to really cool startups. 
And they knew that they wanted to be founders or executives or leaders in some capacity. They wanted to build something. And so, you know, with that in mind, I could really focus in on the types of jobs that they would find most attractive. And by doing that, delivering good content and knowing my uh, subscriber base really well, keep open rates really high, keep retention really high, um, and just create a more valuable product. I think you, you hear about this happening a lot with, um, with some of the great founders when they start companies. Like they'll interview every employee, they'll get on the phone with every customer. And I just wanted to take those lessons and apply it to this much smaller endeavor of a newsletter and, and see if it worked. And so far it has. And, and then, so one job is then, then you, you mentioned you added on and turned it into a subscription based. And it's also been a launching pad for other types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you recently launched Propel. Maybe I think sometimes it's hard for people to make transitions and, mm-hmm. and kind of add on to what they're doing. I'm probably a good example of that. Uh, so maybe talk to us a little bit about like how you slowly been able to incrementally build on top and then kind of where you're at now. Yeah, definitely. So always in the back of my mind when, when I started this newsletter was that in addition to just providing value to people and I did it for free for you know a couple of years. So I, it, was, it was a big time commitment, certainly one that I enjoyed a lot, but took, took up a lot of time was that I would be creating this channel with a really valuable set of, of people, uh, really interesting, creative, ambitious people, like I said, I wanted to surround myself with earlier. And that ended up being true. You know, the people would stay subscribed and would even you know, keep paying the monthly or annual subscription fee after they found jobs, which I found really interesting. I think that told me both something about the subscriber and then maybe about the connection that they had developed with the, the product as well. And one of the interesting things that happened was that after I would help people get these jobs, I would often get a phone call or a text or an email a week or two later saying, you know, hey, Tom, love the job. This company is incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm having trouble figuring out what I should be doing, how to be successful. Can you help? One to, one to two weeks in? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, this is pretty common, right? Sometimes it would be earlier for, for me at capsule. I, on day two, I was like, wow, I am 24 years old. I have no healthcare experience. I'm working as part of an executive team. Like, how do I do this? And so, you know, I started to connect people with other, other people who'd done similar things. And then as I just got more and more of those calls and texts, I, thought, okay, this is an actual problem. You have all of these talented people who want to be founders or want to be executives and have the skills to do it, uh, but are getting stuck a little bit at this stage of their career where they're being faced with all of these ambiguous challenges. Um, And if you could provide them with a set of resources to accelerate their path from where they are now to what they want to do longer term, uh, that would be hugely valuable, um, or I thought it would at least. So... You know, had a bunch of conversations with people, started drawing up the, the uh, idea for what became Propel, which is that community for future builders. And so I already had a channel to reach these people that I wanted to become part of this community. Um, I had some credibility. Uh, I don't know how much, but I knew where good jobs were. I had worked at some interesting, successful companies. I'd help some of these people get jobs. And so they would vouch for me. And you know, the way that the subscriber base for my newsletter grew was through referrals as well. 
So I thought that I had something to, to build this community. Up. And so launched it like a soft launch at the end of May. And over the past three months, it brought on 110 members paying 50 bucks a month and 40 advisors who are CEOs and, and executives to help mentor those members. And we built uh, this, you know, lo- lots of programming around how do we take those people, the members who've decided to join and get them to their goals faster. Hence the, the name Propel. And it also, it seems like in an empowering way that people that are thinking, well, this one job is going to, no pun intended, that this one job is going to, I don't want to say solve a problem, mm-hmm. but there's just a lot of other factors that are going on here. And to think that, you know, the one job is going to fix some of your problems or solve all your ambitions is may not be likely. So uh, just to be, always be learning and always be growing and look at thinking about different metrics than probably traditional metrics of this job, this pay, et cetera, type of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think that uh, it, it's more uncommon than, than common these days to have multiple types of careers, you know, even simultaneous careers. And so to, uh, I, I think that people have realized that for the most part and, and know that finding that one job uh, doesn't mean that you've solved all your problems. It means that you've found the thing that you want to work on for a while and devote your time and energy and skills to. And then meanwhile, you kind of have to be uh, performing really well at that job, obviously, because that's the prerequisite of everything, but also figuring out how that fits into your larger plan. And so you really have to actively manage your career because nobody else is going to do that for you. So yeah, th- those transitions are tough. The, the thought process behind, you know, how do I take this job and turn it into the opportunity that I want while not getting fired and while performing well and feeling good about the work that I'm doing is also tough. And it helps to have other people who are doing that same thing alongside you and people to go on that journey with and hold you accountable and mentors to, to help guide you. So that's the, that's the thought behind that. And were you, uh, so somebody that is trying to get call it a chief of staff type of job or knowing that you've, you know, submitted so many different jobs and then try to help so many people get connected to those jobs, any surprises in terms of, you know, people not having certain requirements and getting the job, uh, you know, overqualified, underqualified, unique skills, unique approaches, any types of, you know, concrete examples that come to mind there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the thing to keep in mind with the chief of staff job specifically is that it's so personal and the CEO is, or whomever you're working for, it's usually a CEO or a C-suite person, is looking for something very specific. And so taking kind of a more consultative approach to it and looking through publicly available information for sure, but then also using your interviews as an information gathering mechanism to find, you know, what is this person actually solving for? What do they need? What do they think they need? What's the gap between those two things? And how can I fit into that? And do I want to in the first place? Um, so there are certainly like people that I've, I've met and talked with that have taken a really data-driven approach to this and you know, built web scrapers to find all of, these, all of the jobs and then built this you know, complex sales funnel with automations and, and stuff to, to maximize their chances of getting the job. 
And I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't have the skills to do that. But at the end of the day, I think curation and, and finding people you trust that can refer you and vouch for you is probably still the strongest way to get these jobs that are very kind of dependent on those, on those relationships. So certainly not easy, probably not fair. Um, and there are certainly problems with that as well. But hopefully by shining a little bit of a light uh, on you know, the, the opportunities that are out there, we can correct some of those inequities. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you think about maybe not going back for the second year at school? I did. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a decision that a lot of people are facing right now. The, uh, it's like you're paying the same amount of money for uh, an online education. You probably can't see your friends and classmates as much. And I, I think colleges and universities have done a poor job transitioning to online education. My dad's a college professor. You know, my family's been in academia going back generations on both sides. And I think that universities have revealed themselves in this moment to be administrative bodies instead of educational bodies or innovative institutions. You look at the the tools that they're using to solve the COVID problems on campus and they're administrative tools. They're not technological tools. They're not innovating on pedagogy much. They're like really trying to say, okay, we're going to fix this by scheduling. (laughs) And like, hopefully that works. I, I really do hope that, but it's tough. But you know, more specifically, like figuring out what what aspects of the experience I could preserve uh, was important to me. And then one of the things that came to me was like, look, this means that I can spend more time on Propel and on one job and growing those things uh, while also learning, still learning some of the things that I came to business school to learn. So ultimately, I, I decided to go back. But yeah, definitely thought about deferring. Interesting. Um... Yeah, it's interesting, especially since you're building and have, you know, a a career development uh, platform and more. Yeah. And, and I think it's, that's such a personal decision too, right? I think there's a financial component to it. There's a personal risk component to it. You know, the business school credential, most of the value in it comes from being admitted and not from graduating. And even the value of of being admitted, I think is decreasing. Um, And you know, probably continue to, to decrease over the next few years. So I think I made the right decision for me and time will tell, but um, it's not necessarily the right decision for everybody. Interesting. Thanks for uh, being open and sharing. Um, of course. Yeah. One of the ideas uh, around uh, one thing that I think about and uh, your newsletter does a good job of talking about it being one job. And, but I also think about people being one email away from yep. kind of new opportunities. Has there been any examples of call it one email or that has kind of really changed some things for you? Hmm. Um, I've definitely cold e- emailed some people and, and gotten good conversations out of them. I, none of, no example are coming to mind right now. I think the way I think about it, I, I think you're totally right. You know, opportunities can be one email away. I also think that by showing value consistently over time in an ecosystem, you build a reputation for yourself uh, and hopefully it's a good one. And that reputation is what carries you. You know, I, I see it now with, uh, so to, to give it, to give an example of, of how this applied through one job and propel, I had a subscriber 
uh, reach out to me about a job through one job. I helped him get his next job, which is actually as a co-founder of, of a really interesting healthcare company. He then came on a couple of years later as an advisor at Propel. And now he's launching a company. And he came to me first to ask if I wanted to get involved as a, you know, in an investing capacity. And I think you develop those relationships over the long term. And if they can start with one email for sure, but you have to invest in them. You have to uh, consistently be there over time to really see the the value and, and deepen those relationships and get as much out of it as you as you want to. So yeah, friendships, business opportunities, all that stuff. I think consistency is key. Well, you got the newsletter, so it's consistent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, don't need to do much, you don't need to do much work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Anything else? Any surprises? Just because you've been, you know, very active in the in the space of helping people get jobs, building career development communities, you know, at business school, anything else that really kind of comes to mind for somebody that's out there that's stuck, you know, thinking they're in the wrong spot, thinks they should be doing more, anything else that comes to mind? Hmm. Yeah, I think the, uh, there are no typical careers now. And so, it, it, and if you actually talk to people, and you, you listen to them talk about their, their jobs, more often than not, they, at least publicly, sound pretty unhappy with them. Um, and so folks are, are looking for jobs a lot. They're thinking about career transitions more than you'd expect. And so if you are someone who's unhappy with the job you have now, or you just want something more or want to transition to a different industry, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> that's, that's something that a lot of other people are going through. And so you shouldn't, there's, you don't need to feel like you're the only one in the world who has those doubts and has those challenges. Um, and other people have been able to overcome them. So I think finding resources, finding people who can help you and support you is key, or at least it has been for me. And there are lots of opportunities out there and up to you to, to go and seize them. So I think that's what I'd say. Amazing. Awesome, Tom. Uh, please let listeners know where they can follow up and support. And if there's anything else that you think that we missed, I know that we only scratched the surface, but want to be respectful of your time. No, thanks, David. This is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So if they want to subscribe to the newsletter, uh, get great jobs, it's onejob.substack.com. One is spelled out O-N-E. Uh, if they want to learn more about Propel, if they're a future builder, they can go to www.propel.run, R-U-N. And uh, I'm on Twitter at TA Guthrie. So looking forward to, to meeting more of you and, and welcoming you into the OneJob community as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate it. Thanks, David. Hey, friend. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. Wanted to also let you know about my monthly newsletter called One Email Away, where I fundamentally believe that we are all one email away from new opportunities. And if there's a way that I could potentially help you to connect with other people, I would love to do that. So one email away, um, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website at portfoliocareerpodcast.com. You can also see the one email away section, but just want to take this moment to say thank you for, for listening to this episode. Really excited for us to build and grow our portfolio careers together.